Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. It is currently 5.56 a.m. East Coast time. It is Monday, December 16th, and we have a Monday night football showdown slate. Not many more of these to take advantage of, at least during the regular season. I'm sure we'll have every single showdown slate for every single playoff game, but maybe not to this extent, a couple hundred thousand dollars to first tonight between the New Orleans Saints and the Indianapolis Colts. Um, probably not a game really for the Colts to be playing for anything right Right by the end of it. Uh, right here for the Saints though. Playing for something. The 49ers end up losing. The Packers end up winning. Both these teams or all three of these teams including the Saints looking for that first round bye. Uh, two of them will get it. Uh, so the Saints really in business here for potentially uh, landing that spot. So uh, we'll go through this before we do. Welcome again. My name is Sal. And if you hit that subscribe button, you get any value from the stuff that I do here, cover, covering fantasy sports and daily fantasy sports uh, in sort of an in-depth and, and thorough and comprehensive way. I really do appreciate it. Drop down in the description below, who is your favorite player below $5,000 on this slate? If you are a subscriber and if you hit the notification bell, I'm going to add that wrinkle into it. You have to do those two things. Be a subscriber, hit the notification bell. Let me know down below who's your favorite player below 5,000. You'll be entered into a raffle for Friday, uh, Friday's final thoughts video to win a $25 PayPal. Just let me know on that one. And yeah, I do appreciate it. Leave a Twitter, leave a PayPal somewhere for me to contact you. Hitting the subscribe button really does help this channel grow. If you're listening on the audio version of this podcast, how those ears doing, I really do appreciate you as well. If you leave a five-star rate and review, that helps go a long way. That'll enter. Uh, that'll be entered towards three raffle tickets, uh, potentially. I also have exclusive content linked down below on Patreon. You can check that out if you have any more interest. I'll have Monday Night Football tiers rankings out tonight. I have NBA projections every single day. You can check out my other fantasy content on this channel. Social media is at DFS on Twitter, SalVetri over on the Instagrammers. I might be releasing the NBA projections for free, but I'll send the link over to the Instagram following uh, in my Instagram story. So be sure to follow me over there to understand where you can get that if you are interested. Uh, exclusive content for Instagram followers only there. Uh, and yeah, that, that's pretty much it outside of just drafters.com linked up above. I ended up winning one of the two uh, listener leagues that we had yesterday for the NFL. Uh, maybe we can do one for a showdown slate tonight. I'll try and set up a league and see if it fills. I'll make it maybe eight people. With drafters.com, it's just a snake draft, like how you draft your season long leagues. You just go one through eight, and then eight gets to pick first in the second round, and you just go from there. Season-long snake drafts. They have other formats as well, rankums. Uh, but check it out. It's drafters.com, linked up down below. It's their logo up above, partnering with them for the next few months and potentially even longer. Really cool guys over there. Really cool product that they have. And it's just it's simple. It's not salary cap-based. And let's make a listener league. I'll drop it down below. If you sign up for drafters.com and you use the promo code SAL100, S-A-L-1-0-0, you actually get a 100% deposit bonus up to $50. So that is one of the best, probably the best you'll find in the industry. If you put $20 in, you can get $20 right back. 50 you get $50 right back to play with twice as much. So check that out again. That is drafters.com, promo code SAL100, S-A-L-1-0-0. Let's them know that you came from here. Let's get into it right now. So I have on this slate 25 players with notes by their names on this showdown slate, but I only have 13 players that I have interests by. I think DraftKings did a good job good job pricing up a lot of guys to make them just not playable depending on how you want to go. Now, if I was to enter a ton of lineups, as I always say, and I would probably have way more. I would have at least five more guys in my interest pools instead of just these 13, but these teams are pretty, pretty compressed depending on what this injury news looks like for namingly T.Y. Hilton. We'll get into this in a second. The main injury news for both sides, really, the Saints don't have much, um, at least in their offensive side of the ball. They don't have much. Jared Cook is going to be healthy here. There's really no injury news after that. Um, but for the Colts side, lots of news here. Chester Rogers, slot wide receiver, is on IR. Paris Campbell, the rookie who's been battling injury all season, he lands on IR. T.Y. Hilton is going to be a game-time decision. 
And they said if he does play tonight, it's not going to be like the last time that he tried to play on this injury earlier in the year. He's going to not be on a snap count, and he's going to be 100%. I find that hard to believe since they were really foggy about his status all week long. Um, But if he's playing, the information is that he's going to be 100%. The big news is, though, that they signed John Terrell Inman. John Terrell Inman has been signed in the absence now of Paris Campbell, and then the one start in week four, Dontrell Inman went for five receptions, 76 yards on seven targets for these Colts with Jacoby Brissett on their center. So I don't think it's a guarantee that that happens once again. But it's obviously important because it pushes guys like Chad Williams. Chad Williams is $200 today, and people might want to gravitate towards him because he started seeing snaps last week, and now there's more receivers hurt if T.Y. doesn't play. But at best, Chad Williams is going to be the wide receiver five today if T.Y. doesn't suit up. That's not going to do good for you since they did sign Dontrell Inman. Some things can be said also for uh, Ashton Doolin. He's going to run at best as a wide receiver for today. He ran none of his routes out of the slot the last two weeks with Hilton Hurt. 34 total routes run, one target, one catch for 13 yards. But since they signed Dontrell Inman, Inman will now take on wide receiver four responsibilities if indeed you have... um, T.Y. Hilton suit up, and if not, then you'll have him take on wide receiver three responsibilities, but that still leaves Doolin at best as the wide receiver four in this team, so not a great spot. So let's get into my yeses. Michael Thomas at 12600 He's a yes for me. Yes, he's expensive, so you have to prioritize him, and his quarterback is $12,000 flat. If you've been watching my showdown breakdowns, I usually don't go for these 11,000-plus quarterbacks unless they have mobility, like Deshaun Watson, like Lamar Jackson, of course. Um, it's just not a spot where I think I can get to both Michael Thomas and Drew Brees and build a strong lineup today. So if I'm playing one to five lineups, I will prioritize Michael Thomas over Drew Brees. Again, the disclaimer is if you're playing 50 to 150, you should have lineups where you prioritize Drew Brees over Michael Thomas, but probably not as many as you think. Just think about it. How often can Drew Brees actually go off and hit a ceiling of 25 fantasy points to be needed here without Michael Thomas going off and scoring 25 to 30 fantasy points? He's more expensive, so he would have to outscore Drew Brees. But if Thomas goes for 28 to 30 today and Brees goes for 24, it's going to be really hard for them both to fit into your lineups because they take up $14,600 of your salary. You're going to have to have like a $200 player go for 8 to 10 fantasy points, and there's really none on this slate that I can see doing that. So give me Michael Thomas, Desar, Pierre Desar is going to be uh, questionable for this one and potentially not play. Um, Thomas has a plus 40% advantage against Desar in this one, uh, and he is, that is the highest on the entire week, uh, entire week starting from Thursday to today, highest advantage for any wide receiver against a cornerback. Now the Colts play very zone-heavy defense, but that helps Thomas, if anything, it doesn't help, but it doesn't harm him. His routes he runs are within 5 to 10 to 15 yards of the line of scrimmage, so zones really don't take those away as much as they take away bigger plays, especially in the middle of the field, 9.3 receptions per game and 109.5 yards per game for Thomas this year. I will take a lot of Michael Thomas tonight. Alvin Kamara, I kind of went back and forth if I should make him a maybe or a yes. I ended up making him a yes. Look, the Colts historically for the past two, two and a half, three years have been struggling against pass catching running backs due to their zone, right? They just don't do well against them. They allow you to, and they purposely allow you to leak points to that position. Now, at 9,800, it is expensive. Um, He's getting less missed tackles since his injury, a lot less, almost 70% less missed tackles since he's come back from injury. So that's not good. There's definitely something wrong there. He's running 24.5 routes per week over the last month, pretty much since returning from injury. And he's out carrying... Latavius Murray, 48 carries to 28. So there's no threat here of Latavius Murray stealing his workload. It's been normal. It's just that Kamara's not breaking tackles and picking up those per, let's just say per touch, those extra yard to five yards per touch, right? extra three yards on average per touch if you wanted to use that number and he's catching what seven eight balls a game so he's losing out on I don't know four fantasy points potentially with the upside of touchdowns in there. 
So that's not great. But at 9,800 on this slate, I will still want to get to Kamara just because of the matchup. Jack Doyle at 6,600 is a yes for me. The last two weeks since Eric Ebron just decided to make a business decision and hang them up for the rest of the year. 69 routes run, 19 targets. That's a huge number. Eight catches, 100, recept- 100 yards and a touchdown. He has a plus 16% advantage against Von Bell in the secondary to this in this game. And then lastly, uh, it was a late ad for me, but Naeem Hines. Look, they're nine-point road underdogs here. You're having Hines running 17 routes run per week over the last month. That number has spiked a little bit with Marlon Mack out, of course. But 11 receptions for 76 yards and 14 targets over that last month of games. So... He's seeing a healthy amount of targets, about three and a half to four per game over the last month. And New Orleans allows the fourth most receptions to running backs. What does New Orleans do well? Well, they're top five in run defense. They're top five in tackling. They're going to stop Marlon Mack. They're nine-point home favorites, so Marlon Mack can very quickly get phased out to, instead of seeing healthy workload of 16 to 18 touches, he can get phased out to seeing 12 to 14, which will mean also that Jordan Wilkins, pretty much instead of seeing his normal three touches per game, sees maybe one. And then you end up getting Naeem Himes on the field for instead of his normal 30 to 40% of the snaps, maybe it's 50 to 60%. And at 3,800, he's priced just like the kickers. Um, and I think he has more upside than the kickers, clearly, because, I mean, if you give this guy today, instead of his three to four normal targets, five to six, and he's catching three to four of those, well, now he's scoring what the kickers are scoring just in the passing game, not even taking into account any carries he gets, and not even taking into account his touchdown upside. So at 3,800, it's no sure thing here, but it is a really good spot. Jacoby Brissett at 9,000 would be the quarterback I go to if I'm playing just a few lineups. If you wanted to play a quarterback, because he's affordable, he's $3,000 cheaper than Drew Brees, but it is not a great matchup by any means. Um, he's a nine point road underdog, of course, so he's going to face a lot more pressure than you would normally expect. And New Orleans ranks top five in pass rush, fifth overall. They're 17th in coverage. He, they allow 263 yards per game to quarterbacks. He's just a more affordable option. Honestly, I'm fine not getting to any quarterback today at all. I'm fine going Michael Thomas, Kamara, Doyle, Hines, like these guys I have up here, and then filling in the rest with potentially whatever happens with T.Y. Hilton news, maybe another Colts pass catcher. If you wanted to get to a quarterback, I would go to Brissett. Again, usually quarterbacks are needed. 85% of the time, a quarterback's in a winning showdown lineup, 84-85. But how often is one of the quarterbacks $12,000, right? Because then that pretty much ices that guy out in a lot of situations due to price. He's just not going to get there. So then it's like, how often is one quarterback in the winning lineup when another one is $12,000 plus? I guarantee you it's not as high of a number as 85%. So we can't just use that general rule across all of them. Zach Pascal at $8,000. Look, I actually have more interest in him if T.Y. suits up. If T.Y. suits up, he'll see the Marshawn Lattimore shadow treatment. Um, if not, and then if he does suit up, you'll end up getting Zach Pascal on Eli Apple, who has 107.5 rating against this year. The problem, though, is that if T.Y. does suit up and you get Pascal on Apple, you're getting Pascal priced at $8,000 which is probably a little bit too high. He's probably at least $1,000 too expensive for what he should be. He'll have a beneficial matchup against Apple. He's been developing a very good rapport and chemistry with um, Brissett over the last month, month and a half. But just the overall problem is that he's he's priced up for what his role then becomes. So slight interest, but not a ton. Jared Cook at 6,800. It's a fine matchup against Odom in the secondary. Indy zone is beneficial for a beneficial spot for tight ends. I will prefer Jack Doyle for $200 less. He's more of a priority in his offense. He'll be a top one to two option in his offense on most plays, whereas Jared Cook will be at best a top two to three because of Michael Thomas being out there the clear number one and also Kamara. Marcus Johnson at 5,200 will only be of interest to me today if you get uh, no T.Y. Hilton. And if you get no T.Y. Hilton, I like Marcus Johnson more than Pascal. He's 5,200. He would get to see Eli Apple, while Pascal would get to see a lot of Marshawn Lattimore. He's going to be a yes for me if T.Y. is out and a no if T.Y. is in. Um, over the last two games with no T.Y., he's run 75 routes, 13 targets, which is huge, seven receptions, 160 yards, and a touchdown. 5,200 is a very nice price for Marcus Johnson if T.Y. is out. If he is in, again, I will not play any. Saints defense at 4400 This seems too cheap of a price point for a defense. They're priced very similarly to the kickers, right, within $500 or so. 
They have a top five pass rush. They're top five in tackling. They're nine point home favorites uh, against a team that doesn't have a ton of scary weapons. A banged up Marlon Mack, a banged up T.Y. Hilton who might not even go. A bunch of secondary options at wide receiver, starting Dontrell Inman potentially um, for 20 routes today. So. I'll take a $4,400 Saints defense that at home can force a lot of pressure. The kickers, they're both in play. Kickers are fine to roster. I recommend using at most one in a single lineup. At this point in the video and in the podcast, if you could hit that subscribe button and the five-star review on the podcast. Also, the notification bell on the YouTube channel helps a lot and subscribing to the podcast also helps. It allow you to know when I post these videos or these podcast episodes. And if you click on those just right away or later in the day, sooner than you normally would because you didn't get a little notification and it's not going to hammer you with a ton of notifications. It allows you to get in quicker view the content and when that happens it just helps in these search algorithms it pushes me up a little bit so that's the transparent view the more traffic that you get into your videos the sooner the more they show to to other people because it seems like a priority it's drawing people to the channel of youtube or the podcast platform and that's what these advertising platforms what they pretty much are what they want so thank you if you do that five-star rating review on the podcast subscribe and then subscribe on the youtube channel with the notification bell all that stuff helps me out a ton if you're getting any value from this video thus far traquan smith at three thousand dollars a slight interest he's cheaper than the kickers which is nice for touchdown upside he's a slot wide receiver who sees a slight bump against indy they give up a lot of points to or normally will give up more points to tight end slot wide receivers and pass catching running backs in the zone defense. He'll likely have a positive matchup against Milligan in the slot, who plays 86% of his snaps as a slot cornerback, whereas Traquan is about 65% of the time slot wide receiver. And then Dontrell Inman at 1800 Look, if there's no T-Y today, I think Inman run, rolls right in as a, a wide receiver split three, splitting some of those snaps with maybe Ashton Doolin. But if T-Y is in, well, then I think T-Y, if they're going to say he's going to play 100% of the snaps, and be a full go, maybe not 100%, but a full go. At 1,800, I think Inman is still in play as a wide receiver four. He'll probably still play 25, 30% of the snaps, run 15 routes or so. So I like Inman either way. Obviously, he's a much better play because he'll run double the amount of routes if T.Y. Hilton is out. He recently signed because there's no Chester Rogers, There's no Paris Campbell. So it's a nice spot for him again in week four, five receptions, 76 yards on seven targets with these same Indianapolis Colts. Now my nose quickly, Marlon Mack at 7,800. Look, he's a nine point road underdog who doesn't have that good of a pass catching role. They're using Naeem Himes more, as they said they have been for like two years now, three years. He ranks fourth in run defense and fifth, or the Saints rank fourth in run defense, fifth in tackling. They're only giving up 67.5 yards per game on the ground. The second fewest in the league. I'm projecting Marlon Mack for 15 touches. And in this matchup, he's, on those 15 touches, he's going to have to find the end zone twice to pay off a $7,800 price tag. Drew Brees, we already talked about, but $12,000 if you're playing just a few lineups. I'd just rather have Michael Thomas. It's hard for me to imagine Drew Brees being needed um, and, and just hitting a ceiling, really, without Michael Thomas hitting a mega ceiling. If Drew Brees goes for 303 touchdowns, it's hard for me to imagine Michael Thomas doesn't have 120 to 150 and 1 to 2 touchdowns, meaning that he's probably needed more. Can both of them be in a winning lineup? I'd say yes. I mean, anything can happen, but if both of them are in a winning lineup, you're probably filling out the rest of your lineup with Taysom Hills, with um, guys in this, a kicker, a defense, right? Things that just don't really add up to having that much upside. You need a lot of things to fall into your favor. I probably won't go there. T.Y. Hilton at 8,200. Look, they said if he plays, he'll be 100% on no snap count, but he gets to face Marshawn Lattimore. At 8,200, he's very affordable. He's priced down, but I still think he'll be banged up. And again, I don't think he's going to play 100% of the snaps. I think at best you get T.Y. out there for 75% of the snaps, even if they're saying he's not going to be on a snap count. And then I think Marshawn Lattimore's matchup is just brutal for him. Latavius Murray at 5,600. Look, I'm projecting him for eight carries and a half a target. So at eight and a half opportunities today for 5,600, that seems extremely steep. 
Ted Ginn Jr. at 4,200. The Colts do one thing good, even if they will be down day sire tonight. We'll see he's questionable. But the one thing that they do good is they just take away big plays. Ted Ginn has been surviving on big plays. He has a couple of red zone touchdowns this year, so maybe a little bit less this year, but normally survives on big plays. The Colts take that away. So at 4,200, I would just prefer getting Traquan Smith at $3,000. Colts defense at 2,600. I'm close. To, I was close to considering them. Their overall quality defense, 15th overall, is the definition of just quality, right around average. They're 13th in coverage, 17th in pass rush, uh, but they're nine point road dogs here in a terrible, hostile environment, a top three spot that is just so difficult to go into and win in prime time and really any time. The Saints Superdome. So I'll get away from them. Josh Hill with Jared Cook healthy is averaging about 10 routes run t- uh, per game. No interest there. Taysom Hill right now is averaging 6.5 routes run per game, 1.6 rush attempts per game, 1.3 targets per game. So in three pass attempts all year long. So he's getting 2.9 opportunities per game. That's not great. Now, obviously, on those three opportunities per game, we'll call it, a lot of them are around the red zone. A lot of them prioritize him. So, yeah, he's going to have high upside opportunities. But if he's only getting three per game, I'll just bank on him not finding the end zone. At $2,000, even if he ends up with 40 total yards for you, it's not going to be enough at that price point. He needs to find the end zone. Uh, They like to do these trick plays. It seems like they like to do them in primetime, i.e. Thanksgiving. I probably just won't get to it, though. Jordan Wilkins at $800. Look, he's seeing 3.1 touches per game when Marlon Mack is healthy, and now they're nine-point road underdogs. No interest there. Mo Ali Cox has run just 11 rounds the last two weeks, one catch for eight yards on one target since Ebron ended his own season. And then Chad Williams will be at best the fifth wide receiver today since the signing of Dontrell Inman, and probably if T.Y. suits up, the sixth wide receiver and will not be playing any snaps. So that's where I'm at right now. Those are 13 players that I like, some other players that maybe I like. I would get to some Drew Brees, some T.Y. Hilton, maybe some Ted Ginn, Colts defense if you're playing more lineups, but that's about it. So thank you for tuning in. Again, let me know who's your favorite play below $5,000. Hit the five-star rating review on the podcast. To be entered into this contest, you have to be a subscriber on YouTube with the notification bell active. Um, I will be checking off people to potentially win, spinning a little wheel, and let me know your Twitter handle and also your a PayPal way for me to contact you and you'll be entered into a chance to win on Friday's final thoughts video for the NFL week 16. Thank you so much. Hit the subscribe button. Check out my Patreon exclusive content linked up down below. I'll also link it up down, uh, link it up above right now. You all rock so much. Peace out, peace out, peace out. And also follow me on Instagram. I'll make the NBA projections likely free today because we're going to hit 17,000 subscribers if we get 30 more. Once we do that, I'll make the NBA projections free and I'll provide a link via Instagram story. So check that out. Thank you so much. You all rock. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.